You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm doing great. The weather is beautiful. I haven't said that too often in the past year and a half. You know what that makes me want to do for the weatherman? It's funnier every time. It's funnier every time. Oh, Jimmy, you're so sweet. That one gets me every single time for real. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, uh, I'm still wavering on that one. Okay. Uh, Jimmy, you wrote a piece for Crimson Country Club, which is a website we occasionally blog for. And by occasionally, I mean twice annually, whether they want us to or not. And um, we'll talk about that in just a second. But for right now, really quickly, there was a great story on Bama Online about uh, Alex Reese allowing Tyler Barnes to start for him for senior day. By the way, it was kind of we didn't even talk about how weird it was that we had senior day um, with potentially four games left in the season, but that's neither here nor there. But it was a great story about Alex Reese. It, it basically lets you know what kind of teammate he is. And Nate Oates said he still gets goosebumps about it. Oates really does dig this team. And Oates said something else in his press conference that kind of struck me today. He said, you know, Arkansas is the best team left on our schedule. And – I think it's true. I do. But I, you never hear coaches say things like that. It's always, you know, next team is, is, is you know, they're going to be super tough and, you know, we got a tough schedule. But you don't say things like that because you could piss off the other teams on our schedule. I don't think Nate Oates cares. He's honest with uh, the media. He's honest when, he, when he's interviewed. And it's like maybe – one of his best qualities as a person and one of his worst qualities as a coach. I think there's a reason most coaches aren't super honest about that sort of stuff. And I, you know, it just, it just makes, I, I, I love Nate and I love that he is honest. I, I just can't help but think it will occasionally be a problem for him a little bit like the Duke thing earlier this year. And now, he says that about Arkansas, and, 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 and it is true. Heck, what he said the first time about Duke was, was true. <laughs> but it doesn't. some things are true and better left unsaid is what I'm saying. But, you know, because, I mean, for those that disagree and say, well, no, no, let him do it his way. I mean, Nick wouldn't do that. Nick, Nick, Nick takes, damn, the Citadel super serious when Alabama plays them on football. So... If, if you're saying Nate is absolutely right for doing what he's doing, then you're saying that Nick is wrong. And frankly, I'm not saying either one of them is right or wrong. I'm, I'm just saying that it's, Nate does it differently, so that makes me nervous because most, most coaches don't operate that way. On the other hand, it's one more reason to like Nate personally. He's not trying to hide things. And, and one of the things I love about him, another thing, is he has very high expectations. The Alabama fans that, that want to win every game by 25 and win the national championship – so does he. So does he. And he's not shy about saying that. And I think it's great. But I also think, you know, it could lead to, uh, you know, a, 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 high, a fall from a high place, you know, when it doesn't work out. Yeah, it could. Um, but right now, I think he's sort of playing with house money, and I think he gets it. Um, again, it's not the tack I would take. But, uh, you know, hey, so what? I mean, he's, 
I'm not like fired up about it. In fact, I was I was kind of cool about what he said about Duke earlier this year. I thought that was fine. Um, the only thing I didn't like was the apology later. That's what I said. I was like, look, if you're going to say that, go for it. That's cool. But don't apologize later because Coach K seemed to get his feathers ruffled. Uh, and you can bet on this too, Jimmy. Somehow, some way, because the NCAA loves to do this, Duke's going to be in our bracket. And I bet you <laughs> it's going to be a potential Duke-Alabama second-round matchup, if, assuming Duke gets in, which it's looking more and more like they're going to get in. Um, it's going to be close, but I think they'll get in. Which, again, I'm fine with. I like Blue Bloods getting in the tournament. I'm, I'm, I'd rather have Duke than some mid-major that's, you know, nobody's ever heard of. I, I'd much rather have Duke, and I'd much rather beat Duke. But uh, I, I think the NCAA loves to do things like that to make things interesting. You know, they matched up Alabama, South Alabama pretty famously in, what, 89. Um, they yep. just love to do shit. So, yeah, they're going to do something. Well, they try to sell tickets and put eyeballs on screens. That's their thing. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is the place you got to auto go. Oh, that was stupid. I'm not going to do that. I should start over. I should edit that. I'm not. But rockauto.com is still the place to go. If you want to get all the car parts your car will ever need, a chassis, a windshield wiper, a rearview mirror, um, you know, a, a clutch, I guess. I don't know. An emergency brake. Whatever you need for your car. I'm not a car guy, but you might be. Go to rockauto.com and get that special part you need at an incredibly special price. My goodness, the price is there. They are unbelievable. Go to rockauto.com. Be sure you let them know that you heard about them through the Locked On family of networks. rockauto.com, R-O-C-K-A-U-T-O.com. BetOnline.ag is the place you got to go. The place you got a rock auto go. <laughs> I'm not going to do it again. Bet on, uh, go to Bet Online AG and bet on Belt Built Bar being the best chocolate bar on the market. Do that. BetOnline.ag bet might very well have that. They might very well have it. And if they do, great. Uh, they, they have all these other things, so why not? Go to BetOnline.ag, use the promo code locked on, you'll get a 50% bonus. Free money. Free money. You put in 100, you get 150. Put in 200, you get 300. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You get 300 so to, to play with. And you play with. It's just, it's like, hey, I would like free money. Where do I go? Oh, go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code locked on. Hey, thanks, Luke. And what a great podcast you and Jimmy have. I know. Thanks. We have great sponsors like betonline.ag. Go to them. Check them out. You'll love them. They got everything under the sun to bet on. Betonline.ag. Even the Phoenix Suns. In the Phoenix Suns. Very well done by you. Uh, now, Jimmy, you wrote a blog, and uh, why don't you tell everybody what the hell it's all about? Yeah, I was just, uh, you know, in a, in a big football mood today, uh, excited about spring practice. Spring practice is just like three weeks away, and the 2021 Alabama football team will be on the practice field. That excites me. Uh, been really looking into and watching tape of these national prospects we're recruiting, like Denver Harris, the corner from, from Houston, uh, 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 Kevin Coleman, a wide receiver from St. Louis, Missouri, who's just fantastic. And Ty Simpson uh, commits to either Alabama or Clemson on Friday. Uh, so just real excited about recruiting, really excited about spring practice starting and you know, most of the question marks on this team that we have this fall are on offense because that's where we lost 
not only eight starters, eight, not only eight, but they're all going to the NFL. Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Miller Forrestall, uh, three offensive linemen, even Carl Tucker. I mean, that's nine. I mean, those are nine guys that you could call starters uh, that will all be vying to enter the NFL. So the offense is somewhat, somewhat decimated. So I was just real curious as to what the lineup might look like and who are the candidates. And I sort of did a position-by-position breakdown, offense only today. Uh, I looked at quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, and the offensive line, just sort of guessing what those spots will look like this spring. And I came away from it, Luke, feeling good uh, about the offense. There are a lot of new names, but there's also some good things to build around. Even B-Rob's experience at running back, John Mechie's experience at receiver, three starters back on the offensive line, if you include Chris Owens. Jaleel Billingsley's not a returning starter, but frankly, if uh, the returning tight ends were coming back, Billingsley would take all their snaps. I mean, Billingsley's better than, than what was leaving. Uh, no, no reason to be down about that. Uh, and, of course, it's all going to be led by Bryce Young, uh, who I'm still sky high on if I'm wrong then you guys make fun of me all all next fall, you know, and say, well, you were wrong for to be excited about Bryce. I, I, I'll take it. I, I feel at 100% confident that Bryce is going to be very good. Uh, now, will he be Mac? Of course not. Mac was – that was just the greatest quarterback season in the history of Alabama football. Uh, Bryce isn't going to top that, nor does he have to. Bryce just has to be good. He has to be a good SEC quarterback – he has to make plays, and he has to not give away the ball. And uh, I, I'm very confident he's going to be that guy. Uh, the running back room is extremely deep. Again, Billingsley returning at tight end is better than the guys that are leaving. That, to me, really just leaves two positions, which are sort of important, wide receiver and the offensive line. And in the blog, I talked a lot about all of the candidates at those spots. And we are going to be dependent on young guys. But Luke, last year, the defense, we knew that was the question mark last year. And we said, you know, the defense might be fine if some of these young guys come through. And then what happened? Will Anderson led the nation in QB pressures. Tim Smith was able to be in the first team rotation right away. Malachi Moore was one of the better players in the whole football team. And by the end of the year, Brian Branch was playing so much, you had to consider him a first team guy on defense. So four freshmen stepped up on defense last year. And frankly, I would argue without them, I don't know that we win the national championship. I think the same thing's going to have to happen on offense this year. About four or five new guys, they don't have to be our best players, but they have to step up and help. And that's at wide receiver and in the offensive line in particular. And I do think we have the dudes to pull that off with Tommy Brockermeyer and J.C. Latham up front. Maybe a new guy like JV and Cohen, who's basically a redshirt freshman, you'd say. And at wide receiver, where there's a slew of new guys, both redshirts, like I would call Javon ba Javon Baker that, but true freshmen like Ja'Cory Brooks, Christian Leary, JoJo Earl. Uh, I, I think the pieces are there. It just has to make anyone nervous that we're probably going to be a little de dependent on true freshmen at those spots. Yeah, and I'm I'm really fine being dependent on some freshmen at this point. I mean, I freshmen, you know, it's become like basketball. Freshmen can come right in and do big things. So 
I'm always excited to see them. I, I think it's kind of cool that uh, our we know our freshmen are good enough to uh, come in and, and actually make a real difference. It's, you know, it's one thing when you're like, oh, my God, I hope these guys are pretty good. We know these guys are pretty good. I mean, how many classes have we had that absolutely bombed under Saban? Not None. Many. None. But yeah, I, I mean, I'll look at it like this. You know, there, there's two types of true freshmen that play. There are those that play because the guys ahead of them are either bad or hurt. And I would use Shane Lee two years ago as an example of that. He was a true freshman that didn't necessarily beat out veteran good players to become the starter. He just sort of like, well, who's left? Shane Lee. And he went out there, and while he did have some impressive moments because he's a talented kid, he also had some moments that weren't so great that, that led to the other team making some big plays. Uh, but then you also look at a true freshman last year like Malachi Moore. He didn't – he wasn't the only candidate at nickel. He beat out veteran guys and, and, and really forced us to kind of move personnel around to make room for him because he just won a spot over older kids. Uh, if the freshman starters on offense – win spots because they beat out guys like if Ja'Cory Brooks shows up and he beats out Jones Bell and Javon Baker and Slade Bolden because he's just better than them and proves it that's cool but if an offensive lineman like Tommy Brockermeyer ends up starting because all the other guys are just bad well, that's probably not good news we got to find a spot for Slade Bolden though his, his name is too cool He's he's got the name of some kind of international spy. We got to have him on the field in some capacity. I don't care if it's left tackle or punter or whatever. We've got to have Slade Bolt. Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about Bryce Young again. Okay, I said I wanted to talk about Bryce Young, and when it comes to Bryce Young, I feel about him like this. But. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that one gets me, man. It does. Um, but, uh, you know, there was an article on, uh, I think it's Touchdown Alabama, which and the Touchdown Alabama guys, I, I've talked with them before. They're good people. They can be a little overly optimistic, but they talked about um, Paul Tyson and how he's dropping dimes, throwing deep balls. Were they fitting him for a gold jacket in Canton? <laughs> they, they really were. Uh, I think they also said he won the Nobel Peace Prize for football. Um, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I think Paul Tyson's a heck of a player. I like him a lot. I, like I appreciate, I appreciate uh, his coming to Alabama when he clearly could have gone several other places and probably been a factor. Um, that being said, I, I – Man, I'm going to be shocked if he beats out Bryce Young, right? Oh, uh, I would be stunned if that happens. And let's remember this. I, and I like Paul. Uh, I made it clear in the blog I like Paul. As a matter of fact, I've once again in the blog compared Paul Tyson to Jay Coker. All Coker did was win a national championship. And frankly, by the end of that year, we won a national championship on his back. You know, And, and I think Paul Tyson can be the same guy. I mean, I'm, I've set my expectations there, but but Jay Coker wasn't really ready to be that level of quarterback until year five. And I think with Paul, we have to show the same type of patience. Uh, I, I don't know that it would look any better, uh, you know, with Paul next year and year three than, than Coker would have looked. So l let's just remember this. Right now is the time of year when Paul does look his best. That seven-on-seven seven stuff, 
He's a big kid. He's strong. He's got decent feet. Uh, but there's no pass rush. I think that's where Bryce is going to shine. I think when it's real football and here comes the pass rush and the quarterback has to show off his athleticism or even make plays with his legs when it all breaks down, that's probably where Bryce is, is, is way ahead of Paul. And that's, of course, just me talking. But I, I, I will be stunned if Bryce Young is not the quarterback. In fact, I think the quarterback who may be second in line for the very reasons I just laid out is Jalen Milrow. And this is why, just keeping it simple, if my comp to Paul Tyson is Jake Coker, who is ready to be a great player in year five, my comp to Jalen Milrow is Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts beat USC, crushed USC, the first time he was on the field as a true freshman in game one. And, you know, every kid's a little different, but if I'm going to say Jalen Milrow is Jalen Hurts, then what I'm saying about Milrow is I think the kid shows up ready to play and win. And I'm not saying he's beating out Bryce Young either. I, I don't think he will. I think Bryce is just too mature, too smart, too ready, whereas Milrow still probably has to learn things and get his feet wet to where he's really comfortable. But I, I, I think Milrow has a better chance than Paul to beat out Bryce. And frankly, and I'm, I'm ready to be very wrong here, by the way. I'm ready to be wrong. When I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I think by midseason or earlier, Milrow is, is the real quarterback number two and, and not Paul. That's, that's my wild-ass guess. Well, I, I couldn't buy that. Uh, a lot of people are excited about Milrow. And here's the thing, too. I mean, Paul Tyson has been written off to an extent by the fan base for the most part. I think everybody appreciates him. Um, but he's got sort of a Mac Jones flavor about him, not just because he's he's white and not quite as mobile as some of our other quarterbacks. It's more about, oh, okay, he's the he's the backup to the backup, and he's a damn good backup to the backup, and we just hope it never comes to that. But he might be pretty good. I mean, the, the passes I saw, he was throwing some good passes. I saw him in high school. He's a great quarterback. I just – I'm like you. I feel the same way. I, I'm complimenting him as high as I can, but boy, the guys in front of him sure seem like they're pretty stout as well. So it's going to shock me if he ends up being the starter. But if he is, he is. I mean, if he if he is the starter, he's beat out a couple of damn good quarterbacks. Um, so that's uh, you know, that's a pretty big deal, I would say. Jimmy, I want to go off the rails here for this last little bit of the podcast. Did you happen to see the Oklahoma wide receiver who got the hell beat out of him? By an apparent wrestler? Um, I did. I saw the clip a couple times. I mean, my God. First of all, and look, I'm, I mean, bar fights are going to happen. Bar fights in the bathroom probably don't happen quite as much, but, uh, but fine. Okay, so it's a bar fight in the bathroom. Um, there's so many things that are uh, interesting about this story. Number one. Our society has really gone to hell in a handbasket because everybody would rather film that than make sure that doesn't happen. Yep. And then one of the guys was actually body slammed into the wall, and it looked like it damn near could have broken his neck. And one other guy was coming out of a stall, and what does he do? With his drink in hand, he just steps over the lifeless body. <laughs> I mean, it was like everybody was just cool with this. Now, there's no doubt that the that the football player apparently started all this, or the football player and his buddy. 
And he probably deserved a butt kicking. Everybody gets that, I think. Everybody's fine with that. And look, don't sometimes it's just best not to go around screwing with people, especially not a dude that looks like a wrestler. He's going to beat your ass. That's going to happen. And you're just going to have to take, you're going to be like, in the middle of the ass whooping, you're going to be like, I've made a horrible mistake. And I think that's what this guy did while he was on the urine soaked floor of that bathroom. But I, I did, while I watched it and while I laughed and while I kind of thought at first, okay, that guy probably deserved that. And the other dude probably deserved it too, because they seem to have started. Um, the guy is having surgery on his eye, or did have surgery on his eye. <coughs> Excuse me. And I, I just, boy, what if there's a fight like that going down and everybody's videoing and nobody's stopping and somebody dies? I just, there's something about this. We got to capture every moment and post it to social media society we're in that kind of gets a little screwy to me. Yeah, I, I don't think most people would appreciate my takes about it. They're even more extreme, which is if I was Lincoln Riley, I'd spend about 10 minutes investigating this. And in those first 10 minutes, if I didn't hear a compelling reason to give my guy the benefit of the doubt, he's gone. I cut him. Your scholarship's gone. You're, you're toast. You're not part of this football program. I mean, I, I have no tolerance for I don't care if it's a drunk college thing. I mean, this guy had surgery. And what a lot of people don't, and he started the fight. So like you said, it's not like it wasn't, you know, there's a better word for this than deserved. But, you know, I, we, I don't know what his health insurance situation is. I don't think Oklahoma's football insurance should be paying for that surgery. Is this kid on his parents' health insurance? So now Blue Cross Blue Shield of Oklahoma is paying for that surgery? Or worse, he doesn't have surgery. So guess who's paying for it? Me and you are, Luke. The yeah. Medicaid is paying for it, or Medicare, or it'll be written off. Uh, I'm just saying, it, it, there's massive consequences whenever there is serious violence for no reason. And the kid just wouldn't be part of my football team. I don't care if I'm a one in a hundred opinion about that. And I know how Saban feels about kicking kids off the team for, quote, making a mistake. He didn't make a mistake. He he did he did what he did on purpose. Yeah, here's the thing, Jimmy. Um, that's the other side of this. Look, there's really no winner in this. I mean, the guy that that won the the guy the wrestler won the fight, and his buddy won the fight. I mean, there's no doubt about that part. Um, so I mean, kudos. But apparently, the football player is considering a lawsuit. Which I know you're a lawyer, and I know you can sue anybody for anything. I saw the other day. Um, some family's child uh, perished in the Texas uh, cold due to the power outage. And so they're suing the power company. And, you know, I, I started thinking about that. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, it seems like it, th there's sometimes bad things happen. Uh, but anyway, uh, at the same time, uh, I'm like, if you start a fight and get the hell beat out of you, I'm not sure you, you should be able to. Sue. I mean, I know you can sue anybody for anything. But it just seems like it would the right thing to do would be for this guy. I think everybody would be cool with it if he owned up like, man, I was I, I was out of bounds. I screwed up. Um, my eye hurts, and I wish I hadn't done this. Um, and I've got eye surgery. But this whole thing about, you know, I'm going to sue him. You started. There should be a punishment for you starting it. I mean, you started it. I don't understand. I, I mean, it's all on video. I mean, that, that part is on video. And again, I, I, I don't know enough facts as a lawyer.
to make a lawyer legal comment because the thing about that's so dangerous that people do is that you know they read or they see a video or they they read a news story and then they think they have enough facts you know to to to, to go to the jury room and deliver a verdict i mean i would like to know what all of the evidence is before i give a legal opinion but in the most general principles if you start a fight good luck convincing a jury you're entitled to damages uh absent the other guy using a uh, a weapon that could have killed him like for instance if you go up to someone and start a bar fight with your fist and his response is to pull out an ak-47 and blow your face off uh now now we're getting into what might be a legal argument you know uh but hey you start a fight with your fist and the other guy use his fist in the most general of principles i think you're going to be shit out of luck with the jury guy I think so too. I think, but I mean, my argument, if I was the guy with the screwed up eye would be, yeah, he had a weapon. Did you see those butt kicking shoes he had on? He must've tied them up tight. Cause he whipped the shit out of me. That's right. Uh, all right. All right. Yeah, I mean, but I, I'd, I'd kick him off. The, I, if, and I would say that if the video was one of our Alabama players doing the same thing, I would have the same opinion. I, I don't right. just pick on him cause he plays for Oklahoma. I, I just think, I mean, I, defending yourself is one thing, but picking bar fights, no, nope, you're out. Yep. In the bathroom. What are y'all yep. fighting over? Yep. Who gets He's fighting to fight. He was fighting to fight for some reason. I bet. I mean, and, and again, here I am saying this is why we shouldn't talk about the legalities. Here's here I'm speculating, but you can't help but wonder if somebody told the drunk Oklahoma wide receiver, see that dude over there? He's a badass. He fights in MMA. And the Oklahoma receiver got, doesn't look like a badass to me. Watch this. That that it, that may be what happened, and if so, I just have no no real sympathy for 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 the guy, even though he had surgery and and may lose his football scholarship. He, he I, asked he asked for that to happen. I know some people will say, "Well, Luke and Jimmy, you wouldn't feel that way if it was Julio Jones." But you know what? Trick question: Julio Jones would have done the ass whipping. So. <laughs> Case closed. Uh, our guys anyway. are, well, we haven't heard a lot of incidents. I mean, our guys have gotten in, in brouhaha's and, and some of it's on video and some of it's not. But no, my, my opinion wouldn't change. I, I mean, as much if it was Bryce Young, I'd say, nope, not on my football team. That's just me. I realize I'm in the minority. But no, that would be a that would be a one chance and you're gone deal breaker for me because it's a violent crime. Violent mm-hmm. crimes where I draw the limit. I, I'm fine with our players getting arrested for drugs or, or, or speeding or a DUI, but violent, a violent crime. Nope, not on my football team. Because like, that's what that was. That was, that was assault. If Bryce Young uh, got in that fight, I'm kicking Shane Lee off the team for not protecting Bryce Young. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right, buddy. Uh, roll Tide. Roll Tide.